Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Brian Reese. Welcome to Inside Siesta Key, an insider's look at MTV's newest reality show by three people who actually live in the area, right around Siesta Key. I'm Brian Reese. I'm the digital editor at the Sarasota Herald Tribune, and I lived on Siesta Key myself. And I'm also here with... I'm Elizabeth DeGenis. I'm a general assignment reporter with the Herald Tribune, and I grew up in Sarasota, did not live on Siesta Key, but actually know some of these people from just growing up and being around them. Oh, great. I'm Wade Detangelo, entertainment editor, and I have spent some time on Siesta Key. That's right. <laughs> I think anyone who lives in the area certainly has spent time on Siesta Key. Yeah. I mean, Siesta Key, right. for anyone who doesn't know the area, is a barrier island. It's one of the largest barrier islands in the area, and it has a big mix of stuff on it. I mean, you've got houses, you've got condo developments on the beach, you have restaurants and bars, even a, a village. They call it Siesta Key Village, where that's kind of where everyone goes to party. Contrary to a certain media outlet, though, there are no beach huts. These are upscale homes on Siesta Key. Yeah, that's right. I mean, very upscale. It's yeah. very expensive to live right. out there. I had a friend who lived out there when I was a kid, and luckily they <clears throat> bought back in the 60s when things were super cheap, because I, they even they, who had a fair amount of money, couldn't live there. But then I had another friend who, they had a lot of money, and they built a place, a house, right on the beach. Yes, it used to be kind of like a hippie enclave going way back. Musicians used to live there, and now it's changed a bit. That's right. And actually, you know, my friends had that house on the beach, but houses on the beach in Siesta, like actually on the beach, are kind of rare. Mostly it's big high-rise condo developments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are some houses for sure, but the one this uh, the MTV's show is set at is kind of, you know, it, it is a mansion. They call it yeah. a Siesta Key mansion. It pretty much is that. I feel like that's pretty rare for a siesta key, which is what you're basically saying. I haven't seen homes like that. Usually I would think more Lido or, or someplace else in Sarasota. Right. So. It is definitely a mansion. It is. <laughs> and if you take a look at the trailer, and uh, some of us have been out there and yeah. seen it, it's, it's a beautiful place. It's not going to be one of your giant, huge mansions that you might see elsewhere, but that's because it's on the beach. you got to pay a little bit for being on the beach. The only home that I've been into tantamount to that was Vern Buchanan. Before he was elected uh, to the U.S. Congress. Yeah, the, the Congress, Wade. Good. <laughs> the Congress. He's your representative. Yes. Uh, I'm the entertainment editor. Did I mention yeah. that earlier? <laughs> uh, his house was similar in size and scope to this, but this one dwarfs it. And yeah, this was at a party he was throwing as a fundraiser before he got elected. Now I don't think he lets anybody inside his house. <laughs> well, it's important to talk about this house because this house is owned by the guy who really got this show off the ground. It's not like MTV came to Siesta Key and said, "Hey, let's do a show." No, right. Uh, in fact, I was on uh, our partners at CTQ on the radio this morning, and Maverick, who you know, Brian, you spent a lot of time. He remembers sitting, and he talked about this on the air, uh, sitting on the at the Casey Key Fish House a year and a half ago. He's just sitting there having a drink, and Gary goes, hey, check this out. And that trailer, basically the same trailer that we saw, he had shot that, and we, that was what he was pitching to various networks. So Gary's had this as a trailer, similar to the one that's been aired, that he's been pitching. He's pitched it for about a year. 
So Gary is uh, Gary Kempothakross. He's the guy who owns the mansion, and his son is kind of the main character in the show, Alex Kempothakross. Right. Uh, but he made his fortune uh, with one of those, uh, what do you call them? They're a referral service for yes. doctors and right. lawyers. So if you get into a referral service. Right. If yeah. you get, well, if you get into an accident, you've seen the commercials. No matter where you live, you've seen commercials like this. You know, the 1-800-ASK-GARY, and he'll tell you who to go to who will help you put a neck brace on and sue the bad guys. Right. Gary's an interesting uh, character. Uh, in Tampa, he is very famous because he put his name, 1-800-ASK-GARY, on what had previously been the Ford Amphitheater. Now it's the Mid-Florida Amphitheater. It's a 20,000-seat arena that uh, hosts shows by the likes of Roger Waters. You know, all the big stars come through there. Uh, he now it's the 1-800-ASK-GARY amphitheater. No, now it's well, the mid Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah it was for a while. For about four or five, I think it was five years. And he was a chiropractor, self-made man, I'll give mm-hmm. him that. Chiropractor who, from what I understand, uh, bought the number 1-800-ASK-GARY before he even had the idea really, for the company, and it just wow. kind of took off. Yeah. So, and this is, one, uh, this is only one of his homes. But yeah. this, he went from a chiropractor, which is a great profession, to this medical referral service, and so... His whole thing has been giving Alex. He did not grow up wealthy. Gary didn't. And Alex has been given. It sounds like everything he's asked. Every opportunity. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everything he And one want. of the things, I don't know if he asked for this or if, if Gary came up with the idea, but they together came, hired a production company and shot a pilot for this show right. before they had any interest whatsoever and then tried to shop it around places. Yep. A company in Jacksonville shot it, completely financed by Gary. Yep. And, uh, the story goes that Gary had his friends down, and they were hanging out, and I'm guessing Gary's friends came up working class the way Gary did, and they were just sitting and watching in awe at Alex's life, and the life he has with right. his friends, and went, you know, It's a glorious life. Yeah, I think the quote was, that's a hell of a life, right. you should make a show about this. Yeah. And that's, uh, was, that's the impetus for the show, according to uh, Alex and Gary. And and just, it just sounds plausible. And yeah. just the last few asides about Gary is that, you know, he has uh, – he's raised a lot of money for autism awareness because he has three uh, yes. children who have been diagnosed with autism. And he also has been one of those people who believes that vaccines can cause autism and has spent a fair amount of money uh, on an anti-vaccine campaign, basically, in right. the state of Florida. Bringing that film to local theaters. Right. So that's something to keep in mind. But let's talk about Siesta Key. Like you grew up, you grew up in this area. Yeah, South Sarasota, but very close to Siesta Key. So the thing that struck me with the show is that I I went to school here. I went to high school here, and then I left for college. I came back. Now I'm I'm 22. I'm working here. I probably never went to Siesta Key in high school, and these kids are probably in the range between when I wouldn't be in the area. So I think they range from like 19 to 23. I want to say are the rough ages. Um, but coming back, it's interesting having going to Siesta Key now. There are tons of young people it, relative to other parts of Sarasota, I'd say. Um, but that's like probably the only area where you see them out of bars and everything. <laughs> and then, well, then that's kind of what we need to talk about. It's right. It's the elephant in the room. Not even the elephant in the room because they talk about it. The cast members even talk about it. It's that Sarasota and the greater Sarasota area, including Venice to the south and somewhat Bradenton to the north, is known for being full of old people. I mean, we are a retirement haven. We have a lot of old people here. Let's not deny that. 
It's true. <laughs> um, yeah. But one thing that this show really tries to get across is that there's also a bunch of young people doing their thing, trying to figure out their lives, and having a good time on the beach. I will say this. As someone who grew up in Tampa, which mm-hmm. isn't you know considered old people, mm-hmm. and going to Ybor City and stuff, I moved to Sarasota when I was 22. And I do remember going to... It's so funny because the three main clubs have not changed. <laughs> the Beach Club was the club to go to. Right, right on Siesta Key. We're filming for the show. You will see Beach Club. Gilgan's, which you will mm-hmm. see filming at. Entirely. We're the two main places. Siesta Key Oyster Bar, which I don't know mm-hmm. if they filmed there. So all these same places that I went to as a 22-year-old who lived in downtown Sarasota, about a 10-minute drive to Siesta Key. And I remember thinking Ocean Boulevard and going out and being like, this is pretty much like Ebor. I mean much tamer <laughs> yeah a little bit different much less diverse but more people in bathing suits more people in bathing suits <laughs> but you know because i came down like oh my gosh what did i get myself into i'm going into this old person right haven. yeah and so she asked the key i think at least you know that was 15 years ago so at least for the last 15 20 years has been uh, a haven and i do remember going there and meeting people who were on spring break i mean oh, people yeah. did go there for spring break yeah and uh and, you know, honestly, Siesta is a – it kind of draws people from all over, from right. all age levels. I mean, you go there on a weekend night, and you're going to see tons of families on vacation. You're going to see tons of young people still wearing bathing suits from wa- yeah. walking straight right. from the beach. Uh, you're going to see uh, old people who maybe live here or visiting. I mean, you're going to see all sorts of different people because, well, it's a famous beach. Dr. Beach – the world-renowned beach <laughs> right. expert, God, let's all have that job, <laughs> um, named Siesta Key Beach the number one beach in the world again, or in the United States, really, again yeah. this year. Yeah. And it was named the number one beach six years ago. Yeah. So it's well, a big draw. And I was going to say, that's what I'm always struck by in Siesta Key, because obviously the show is trying to sell it, although, as you're saying, acknowledging you know that there are also old people, but is this big place for young people to hang out? I think every time I go there, I'm struck by how it really is this combination of like, for some people, it is the appeal is like a family vacation, you know, a beach village to go with our young kids. For others, it's like some place to go. Maybe our kids have moved out of the house. We're taking like a couple of vacation, you know, like older adults. And then I think you maybe have this kind of subsect of like 20 somethings who go out there to go to beach club. You know, I have friends who go to beach club every Wednesday night because it's like ladies night. So sure. it's like, that's definitely a thing. I'm not, I'm great. not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me, but um, but I think that it's weird because you have all these things in one place. It's not like a college town where it might just be full of you know just twenty something. I mean, you can go to the village in Siesta Key, and yeah, like I said, like we said, that's where most of the restaurant, a lot of the restaurants and bars and hangouts are, and you can see, you know, depending on the time of year, you could see an Easter egg hunt full of families with young kids. You could see a bikini contest <laughs> that is. Really, the equal of bikini contests all over the world, um, yes. going on at three different places. Mm-hmm. Is that um, your professional you could see bar games and pub crawls, or you can see you know old people getting in their walks before they get some donuts at Meanies or something like that. I mean, it's it's With a little kid eating ice cream across the street. Right, exactly. like always Big yeah. Olaf's. I was right. thinking. Yeah. Well, that's the best because you can see a, you can <laughs> right. see you can see kids eating ice cream at Big Olaf's <laughs> right. while you're seeing a bikini contest yeah. all at the same time on a Sunday afternoon. Totally. I mean, it's it, it is. Uh, it's I mean, that is the life. Now we live here, and there's a lot of people who live here who have had. Well, varied reactions to the show oh, filming oh, in oh. Siesta. Let, let's be honest. Sure. 90%, I'd say my estimate is 80 to 90% of the feedback gauging by comments online. Now, yeah. granted, 
those tend to be the the haters to begin with. People who who enjoy something tend to not comment at all. But I would say ninety percent of the comments have been negative. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I just threw up on my own Facebook page, meet the cast, and oh my gosh, you would have thought I said meet the devil. I mean, it's yeah. Just, and and so it's been very, haters. Haters be hating. Haters be hating big time. Uh, well, I think they're worried that it's going to be like Jersey Shore, which, you know, that was a situation. Oh, I'm sorry. I said situation. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Good point. That was, I didn't even mean to. That was a different situation from this. In fact, the cast and producers have said repeatedly right. um, that they're trying to, this is not going to be the next Jersey Shore. In fact, one of the cast members, and, you know, I, she was, you know, she's, are Bear Midriffs back? Because that was a huge Bear Midriff. As she said it, she said, this is going to be a classy show. And I'm I'm not sure that's true, but we haven't seen the first episode yet, so who knows? Did you well, see the baby suit in the trailer as she was diving into the pool? No, I missed that. I, I, yeah, I don't know if classy includes. I, I don't know what's it when it's like not quite a tea bag, but it's almost a tea bag. Oh yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, the bottom like for a woman's bathing suit. Oh oh, I guess I know what you mean. Like I don't know how I would describe that, but yeah. I know yeah, what you mean. and that and there's a shot of her diving into the pool. So I yeah. don't know, you know, where we stand with that, but. It just seems to me that a lot of the hate, and, and I'd love to know your opinion on this, Elizabeth, is just pure jealousy. Like, people hate on the fact that you've got these young people who have been born into wealth, and they have nothing better or worse to do than sit back and hang out at Alex's house and play with his toys, right. his boats, his cars, right. his, you know, whatever other sea craft he has. At least that's the vibe I'm getting from monitoring the Facebook comments that I have to monitor for uh, the ticket page. It just seems like just pure hate. I do see people, at first, they were concerned about it turning into a Jersey Shore situation. Right. But I think we've done enough stories to kind of let people know that's not where it's going. It's going to be more like the hills. It's going to be right. more of a, like a soap Beach. opera, yeah. Laguna Beach. And in fact, and in the trailer, they've already set up a love triangle. You know, Alex and... Poorly, and, I would say, but yeah. Yes, <laughs> Alex and Juliet, are, there's already a love interest right, established. Right. But people, the, the, the vitriol that, that is being spewed seems really at the cast. That these yeah. kids, you know, how dare they live this life of privilege? Am I, am I all based on my... I, I don't think so. I mean, you've probably seen just in the nature of your job, seen more of the comments than I have. But I was going to say that I've heard just like anecdotally through a lot of my friends. I have friends who are here, you know, living here. And I think the biggest thing that seems like a disconnect to me is I guess these kids are probably, I guess we'll find out where they're living, how they're living, you know, because they don't all live at Gary's house, obviously, <laughs> despite, <laughs> despite what the trailer will have you believe. Um, but I think is that, you know, so many of my friends, 22, 23 year olds, they all live at home, you know, because it's so expensive to live here. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are people who live just in, like Alex. Right. right. And that's, <laughs> that's the ironic thing. It's like he is living at home. So, um, but, you know, I think that I think the way I felt when the show initially when it was all announced was like, this is not representative of my life. I live here. I have a job. You know, I like to go out sometimes um, and I'm not sure. I guess that is something that I think is maybe an in-between of not just that these are privileged kids but maybe like this show is only going to represent a very small portion of if you know the one percent right. of people who live in sarasota but who wants to watch a show that documents my life or your life i think my life is great I mean, this isn't going for veritism it's going right, for right. entertainment well, you right. see, but you hit it right there and that is that i'm not sure that it's entirely about class consciousness like these people are wealthy and dissolute and they can do whatever they want and uh i don't want to see it on the tv it's more that i don't know from a lot of people I know, at least, it's fake, right? Oh yeah. I mean, th- what th- what kills me though is that people keep 
these are the same people who complain, huh, what's them and MTV even there for anymore? Like, get over it. MTV doesn't play music videos, and reality TV isn't real. I mean, I thought right. we figured that out, like, in 2000. Right. Like, are we well, over that? That I thought everybody got that at this point. I, I was going to say, what frustrates me is I, I agree with you, but I think that where the problem is is when you're bringing it to a national audience, you're going to have people who don't know Sarasota at all, and this is the way that they're going to view Sarasota. And I don't mean it in a Jersey Shore standpoint, but just... Like to say Laguna Beach, to go to Laguna Beach is the same as watching Laguna Beach is just not true. Right, but, and, and here's know. the thing. Do you ever, have you ever seen like a newspaper, a movie about a newspaper newsroom or a TV show about a newspaper newsroom? And yeah. you're like, well, that's not right. Like, you know, they're not getting it right. And you complain about it, right? Yeah, but then like even, uh, well, first to go to Laguna Beach, I lived... <laughs> On Newport Beach, when Laguna Beach was being filmed, that's oh. five miles away. So, so you have a good, you have been a good all around. Let's just be honest; it's a really vast five miles between where you, what you, how you lived, but and how they lived. Newport no, is nice, Newport, though, right? Yeah. Newport Beach. I was the poorest person on Newport Beach. <laughs> I lived with, I mean, I was a walking sure, distance yeah. in a little mother-in-law bungalow right there, uh, down from the Newport Yacht Club. But no, I mean, you lived right there, and it, and we covered it for OC Weekly. And see, not there; it's different. Californians did not care at all no they're also much more entertainment savvy and you know are, are yeah. around it and i guess it's funny to me having seen been in areas where both these are covered that the outrage here there was no outrage and i wrote yeah. for really? an alt weekly which you know it was just like oh yeah it's laguna beach it's a fake show it's called a reality show and it's about kids looking up yeah that was it it was well, it was nothing before yeah. before this mtv thing even happened though there was some outrage and like this is also stupid i think of the people who care about this but when we were named number one beach again by dr beach people the comments on those stories were also very um outraged because they don't want people to know about it they don't want more people coming here right they don't want more people filling the parking lots and going to the beach and all that so i think there's also that like we live in that's an excellent point yeah i mean i grew up here and so i never considered this place paradise right but if you don't live here and you come to visit, I can easily see where you might think that this is one of the most beautiful places around. Right. Because it really is. It's gorgeous here. We have the finest white sand on Siesta Key Beach of anywhere. The water's beautiful. The area is pretty. There's lots to do. I mean, it's it's a great place. And I think people don't want other people coming here and finding that out. MTV accidentally announced the show on July 3rd. Mm-hmm. I became aware of it the morning of July 4th and wrote the story and posted online. And literally, in my story, I wrote that uh, MTV said use the hashtag Siesta Key. So I used the hashtag Siesta Key. And the first thing that came up was, it was, was at 8.40. The Siesta uh, Sheriff, Sarasota County Sheriff, had tweeted, please stop coming to Siesta Key Beach, there's no more parking. <laughs> and to me, that speaks volumes of, about another reason that people might hate the show. Because sure. here we are, you know, the average person in our economy hasn't gotten a raise in eight years. I mean, this is these are national stats. But for our economy, what's toughest about the beach is you can't get to it. So here we are, you know, and I'm contradicting, I guess, what I'd said before a little bit. But you're seeing these people living on the beach, and you're right. going, I can't get a parking spot. Again, it's 4th of July. But, you know... You, many days siesta key beach if yeah. you're not there by right. nine o'clock good luck in a parking spot and then even in the village good luck you know find a parking spot there it's the worst yeah you know, so and 
I think the other thing I kind of mentioned this earlier that surprises me is like when I think of wealth in Sarasota, which certainly being a general assignment reporter, I think about a lot. Yeah. Um, I I don't think of Siesta Key. You know what I mean? That's kind of. I mean, I know you were you, Wade. You were saying that beach huts is unfair, and I agree with that. But I think like I think of like the sprawling homes on Lido. I think of Casey Key, which is purely residential. You know, I think of like some of the really nice apartments downtown and condos and so that's what makes siesta key so great actually right right yeah because it's not i mean like yeah if you have a house in siesta key you are wealthy but there's a ton of people who are just moderately you know healthy upper middle class even who have condos out there there's a lot of those condos are rentals so there's a lot of tourists there siesta key although less so than it was when i was a kid is definitely the most egalitarian of all of our kind of island enclaves around here. We right. have a bunch of them. Well, like I would, I would argue Anna Island's a lot more affordable live on than Siesta Key. Yeah, but maybe Anna Maria for sure. But that's a different... For those who aren't familiar, Anna Maria Island is basically the next key north. Yeah, and Anna Maria is one of the less spoiled keys yeah. of, all, of, of the yeah. entire area. But it has a similar feel, I would say, to Siesta, although Siesta's probably a little more upscale, but... I guess I I think what you're what Brian's trying to say, and I would agree with this, is like, or I feel like it mischaracterizes Siesta as the like epicenter of all this wealth in Sarasota. And I would say that if you had to pick of the keys, if we're going to say Casey, Lido, Bird Key, and, and Siesta, I would put Siesta as the least, you know, of that connotation of all those. Yeah, and you're you're totally it's, right. Yeah, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. And if you look at where the celebrities live, I mean, I think it's public knowledge we can mention where they live, can't we? Oh yeah, nobody, yeah. none of them live on Siesta. Right. right. Stephen King, Casey Key. Right. Jerry Springer, Brian Johnson, Bird Key. Right. No, no John one that, Jakes, a famous author, yeah, lives she, on Bird Key, on Bird beautiful Key. waterfront home. Yeah, yeah, so I'm sure we're missing some other. No, spot, there, we are, but, but the, the point is, is, is that. Yeah. That's, that's where they go, you like, know? You know, the Hoi Polloi go to Siesta Key. Like, Siesta Key is not the place. Good use of the Greek there. Siesta Key is not the place that the wealthy people hang out and, you know, have their enclaves. There are certainly some of that out there, and Gary's out there, but it's really more of a, you know, a bourgeois area. There's just a bunch of people go there of all different Well, because Stephen King doesn't want to be close to Gilligan's or Beach Club. Right. Or or Gary, the owner of The Lightning, who just bought that huge house. Jeff Finnick? Yeah, he's got his huge house on St. Armand Circle. Because he may want to go to some of those places. Yeah, the whole idea is just the key. Most people with that kind of wealth and fame don't want to be around people bar hopping. The unwashed masses? Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about what we want to see. I mean, like, what do you want to see out of this show? Like, Elizabeth, you, you're you the one who's closest in age to the participants. Right. Yeah, you're, the, I, you're in that demographic right. they're trying to... Did you, worm, did you worm your way in so you could be on the show? Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I've been trying. I've started some Twitter petitions, so, sure. you know. No, I think, like, I mean, honestly, when this first came out, I myself was angry because I think it makes you... I always felt like when I watched those shows in high school, and maybe it was because I didn't subscribe to Wade's, like, it's entertainment, which I should have, I was always like, how are these kids, like, do they even go to school? Like, I never understood. You know, because I would watch, like, Laguna Beach. I was probably younger than them at the time. but And it was like, all they would do is hang out, go to the beach, hang out their houses. It seemed like they never had any parents around. (laughs) I was like, I have to be home by a certain time, you know, so I think that this again is going to be that kind of thing for me where these kids are going to be about the same age as me but they probably won't be really working i think some of them have like part-time jobs Mm -hmm. or like thinking about going to school again 
Um, one's a bartender, one's going to cosmetology school, right. one's back and from FSU. Yeah. I mean, that might is kind of accurate because there are a lot of young people in Sarasota who work in the service industry, but it's just <laughs> that, right. you know, I think it's, but they don't have this kind of lifestyle, you know. So I think for me, it'll be like trying to keep my temper down at like how this is totally different than what I, the daily life that I live. You, know? you see, when I was that age, I had a friend who was wealthy and his parents owned a home on the beach that we hung out with. We hung out there all the time. But we hung out playing Dungeons and Dragons mostly, so <laughs> this is not. It wasn't be quite show. the same, was it? No. So wait, what do you want to see out of this? <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, I hung out with kids. I'm not gonna lie, similar to the ones in this show in Tampa, except the beach is a little farther away in Tampa. So it was hanging out in these huge homes in Cheval, where the whole upstairs, like the parents weren't around. Yeah. So like. Us drinking. Even when they're in the house, they're yeah, not that's around. That's what I mean. Right? Yeah. It was strange. And <laughs> I lived in this uh, neighborhood called Northdale, which is in North Tampa. I mean, it's a working class, but we were, went to high school with the Cheval kids. So if you got friends with them, you know, they all got brand new cars when they were 16. You know, I had a $1,000 car, which as everybody knows, who's owned a $1,000 car. It's in the shop more than you actually drive. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm curious to see how they behave. Uh, Polly, uh, the 25-year-old, you know, he's been, uh, he's had a marijuana possession arrest, which I think no big deal. Uh, more telling, though, is that he got arrested for using a fake handicap sticker. That that's I pretty, find, that's pretty I mean, really. I find that much more problematic than the marijuana charge. Yeah. Um, but I do think he's going to be, oh, and he's an aspiring hip hop artist. Yeah, uh, I listened to some of his stuff. You know, we're going to talk. No, no, wait. Sorry, we're going to talk about them next week, but I have, sorry, to, sorry. I have to tell you a quote from him from uh, the interviews that we have uh-huh. uh, uh, on our site. And that is, you know, he's he's a hip-hop guy, but he studied classical piano for 15 years. But he talked about how Gary asked him to work on a commercial for him (laughs) using his hip-hop. And he was the first, he was very proud of this, the first person in Florida to make a rap radio commercial for a doctor-lawyer referral service. (laughs) (laughs) It's very specific. (laughs) You know what? You're breaking ground, Polly. And forget... Don't forget that on his arrest record, he lists his occupation as filmmaker. So apparently he's multi-talented. He's, oh. he's a hyphenated entertainer. Oh, well, you know, that has to bring up Brandon, too, which <laughs> is... <laughs> Brandon. I'm, all, I'm, I'm ruining next week's episode. <laughs> Brandon, who seems one of the more likable guys. Yeah, I like him yeah. the video. Um, he said that he makes music, he models, and he, lo- <laughs> um, he makes music, he models, he loves to act, and he loves fashion as well. So quadruple threat. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he got on the show to help his brand. I don't know if that quote made the final edition, but when we were going through the quotes that uh, Jimmy... Well, and he also blatantly said that he's on the show to diversify <laughs> diversify the cast. Yes. Like, so that, Alex, Alex yes. asked him to be on the show, right? right? To diversify, <laughs> the diversify the cast. That's an yes. important yes. distinction. That, that was troubling to me, and I was going to take that out, but I was like, he yeah. said it. He yeah. said it. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Brian. I know that we just completely got off base. No, it's okay. Next week, uh, if you guys would come <laughs> back and listen to us, we're going to talk about all of the people who are going to be on the show and go down them one by one. I mean, if you guys want homework out there in listening land, you should look at all of their Instagram uh, oh, pages yes. because there's some gems in there, I tell you right now. If they become private, that'll be interesting. I, mean, I can't the believe show. Like, they haven't been scrubbed. So, yeah, look what you can now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I hate to admit, I'm actually have mutual friends with a lot of them, which I found that's interesting. Strange. I'm not surprised. Yeah, but I, I anyway, I don't want to give away. Anything. Sure. 
So we'll go through every member of the cast next week, and then the following week it'll be time for the show, and we'll break down the show every week and give you all an insider's perspective from people who live in the area, who have been to these places where these people uh, work and play. Perhaps we haven't played like they do. Uh, <laughs> I'm working But on it. <laughs> come on back and check us out next week when we get inside Siesta Key. Thanks. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.